I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. Kat and JJ are still planning their wedding. It is coming up super soon, so we'll get them back on the podcast here in a little bit. But I have more cats for you. I have Catherine here to yeah. guest host with me. <laughs> And our guest is Kat, so I'm sure that won't be confusing for anybody, but we're so happy to have you both on the podcast. Catherine, thank you for coming back and guest hosting. Thank you always for thinking of me. You know I'm happy to do it. Absolutely. And Kat, our guest, I saw your videos on TikTok and it has been a while since I have been like kind of spooked slash creeped out when I see a TikTok video just because oh, yeah. on the podcast we take in you know, a ton of media, whether it's booking guests or just what gets recommended to us. But uh, yeah, yours did it for me. So welcome really? to the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know if it was the, it was a combination of things. It's the audio you chose, uh, your wonderful oh, yeah. acting, you know, it, all, you. All, yeah. all the above. But one thing we love to find out from our guests is where they fall on what we call the believometer. Zero meaning you don't believe in ghosts and 10 ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you fall on that scale? I fall on a 10, actually a 12 if that exists. The many experiences that I've had, like usually I would think like, oh, that's just a, that's just, you know, a bunk or a debunked, you know, usually like the sounds that I hear in a house that I live in currently, sometimes they're debunked, but another part of it is, well, that doesn't make any sense to me how I would make that noise. For the longest time since I've had Emmy follow me around, like I started, you know, just developing more and more beliefs into it and just seeing things and hearing things that, you know, most people can't and me telling people like, hey, like I just saw 
someone just walk this way or just, you know, sit in the living room for a while? Did you not see that? And they're just like, no, what are you on? <laughs> but it's kind of just been developing ever since I was, you know, from, I think, I think eight years old, I started getting a little bit creeped out by certain things. And then later on, it's just like, okay, spirits are real. They're here. They're, well, I wouldn't say alive, but you know, they're, they're walking around there among us for sure. At what age, I know you said eight, but at what age did you really start believing that they were real or that they are real? There came a time where I think I was, whenever I started developing beliefs, because, you know, I watched horror movies whenever I was like really, really little Hmm. and which may sound bad, but, you know, you know, the gore and the conjuring was one of my like favorite ones. And, you know, the Ed and Lorraine Warren, you know, based on a true story with The Conjuring, I was just like, wow, these people are actually real. That's when I realized, like, they're telling the truth. Like, they've been through some, you know, some stuff and um, they've been through very rough experiences, especially traumatizing. And I've been through some traumatizing times as well. You know, I started developing more and more beliefs, uh, like, 10 11 um it could have been possibly 12 because you know for whenever emmy started following me around it was kind of it was kind of unbelievable like i thought like maybe you know i was seeing things or maybe i was kind of you know going through a mental disorder or a mental illness but there came a time where i started seeing more and more spirits and hearing them and i'm just like okay this is not a mental illness this is nothing mental this is real life one of my tiktoks that i explained which was you know whenever i was in my nana's house and i saw someone crawl up on my bed someone something it could be somebody portraying or something portraying someone else um when i saw that i started really taking precautions and you know building up walls and keeping my guard up so I realized what's bad and what's good um and I read from I think online someone on reddit uh said that um you know spirits that our children can portray as demons that's what I read at least and I was kind of not really trusting Emmy for a little bit until later on. I was just like, okay, no, she's been pretty, you know, not sketch. She hasn't been sketchy at all. She's been, you know, pretty helpful. Um, she's helping me realize what's good and what's wrong. She's been, she's been telling me like things that are bad for me and what's good for me teaching me how to go on like the right path and she's more of a guardian angel than anything to me when I tell people that it's just like um that's a little creepy that a you know a little girl's just following you around does that not creep you out and I'm just like no it's doesn't creep me out knowing that she's a good you know spirit and I wouldn't really count her as a spirit I think that she's really just an angel that just you know guides me to places that guides me down paths that are good and you know keep my life on track so well Catherine I I would like to get your take on this because um Kat brought up a point that I had not really thought about when somebody talks about being exposed to horror movies and 
supernatural in the media at a very young age because we talk about part of the supernatural can be the belief in supernatural they may expose themselves to people who believe more so than people who don't Catherine do you think that if somebody starts watching horror movies at a young age that that could impact their relationship with the supernatural as they get older or is that just pure happenstance with what took place I think that it's less of watching it to influence their thought process as it is and it's more of um opening their awareness up to it so that they're already willing to believe that it's possible that this sort of thing can come through to them i do however believe that it can open your mind to heavier more negative entities quicker than maybe like i want to say um just like passive naturally occurring experiences and honestly, while you were talking and I'm not always like super tapped in for these sessions, but for whatever reason today, I was like, let's tap in. This is going to be more fun. Um, and by the way, I just want to say that uh, when Noah sent me your TikTok and the one that he sent me, I was like, God damn it. It's a good thing. I really <laughs> like Noah and his podcast because I don't want to do this. So I, <laughs> as, as someone who has had experiences similar to yours I had straight up chills as well but I'm the biggest baby medium I know to be fair like everything scares me however I would say that your traumatic experiences carried more of a of a like a push and a weight toward you being open intuitively mm -hmm. but who is Emmy because I feel like I missed that so who who's Emmy so Emmy I you know my mother was the one that kind of reminded me of her um, cause you know, whenever I first like came out to her, I was just like, Hey, um, you know, this may sound like unbelievable to you, but there's this little girl that's been kind of like following me around and I don't really know what her, I can't really remember her. I can't really explain her reaction to it, but she was like, did she ever tell you her name? And I was like, yeah, her name's Emmy. I don't, I, I just don't, you know, I I don't think you can see her. She goes, well, let me tell you this. And um, so a little backstory on our house was um, our house was kind of just like one big connection. So the living room was attached to the kitchen and the kitchen led to the laundry room and the laundry room attached to her bedroom. And so with the laundry room being right next to her bedroom, um, with that door that opened, she watched it open. And it kind of clicked to me because then I started having like, you know, kind of back flat, like flashbacks of just like me kind of laying in the bed. You ever just like have flashbacks of like whenever you were younger and you're just like, wow, now I remember maybe this might be a dream or, you know, I always thought this was a dream. No, I thought that me laying in that bed and kind of seeing the door open a little bit, I thought that was a dream. and. I was like, so, you know, Emmy's been following me around this whole entire time. And she's like, yeah, I don't, you just said that she slept in the laundry room. You didn't, I don't know her. You don't know her. Nobody in my family knows her. And I was just like, well, that's crazy because, you know, she's been following me around. I'm 19 now. She's been following me around for 15 years. And it's, it's crazy because, Usually, um, 
usually with my mom, like she doesn't, she likes to change subjects on that. And I was expecting her to kind of change the subject on like Emmy, but like, no, she straight up told me it was like, you know, Emmy's been there all the time since you were young. And, you know, I wouldn't say that I have a bad feeling about her, but I would say just be careful. So I've been, like I said, I've been keeping my guard up with certain things like that, especially what I read online um, later on in life. But, you know, it was just, it was an, it was a shocking experience for me, especially my mom, because my mom was absolutely petrified and um, she didn't know what to do. She stayed in that house because I begged her to stay because she was about to pack my stuff up and hers as well and just leave the house. And I convinced her to stay because Emmy was so nice to me that um, I, I was just like, mom, no, let's stay. She's lonely. I need her to stay with me or I'm not going to be able to like really know what's going on in life. My mom stayed and I stayed and Emmy's been staying there, staying with me. <laughs> She's been kind of attached to me for the longest time. And, you know, we've had, you know, some conversations, the conversations would sometimes end up being like an hour long. And I don't really know much about her other than she, I think she like burned to death or she died in a fire. Um, and she lost her mom. She can't ever find her. And sometimes like she'll leave for like a couple days, even, you know, more than two weeks. And I wouldn't see her at all. And then I asked her, um, you know, a couple months ago, I was like, where do you go? And she's like, I, I'm trying to find my mom and she can't ever find her mom. It's been the same conversation every year for ever. Can you describe to us what she looks like? She has like brownish, like, you know, strawberry blonde hair. And um, she's a little bit taller than me because I'm four foot nine. And she, you know, as, as a 19 year old, it's pretty short, but um, she's like a couple inches taller than me. Her dress, she wears, you know, some simple like dress clothes. Um, she wears like this cute little floral top that's kind of flared at the shoulders. And um, these like, I don't know, there's like this skirt. I can't really explain the texture of the skirt because, you know, it's kind of static to me. But it's, I know it kind of looks soft to me, but at the same time, it kind of feels like mesh. Like it, it like I felt her sit like in my presence and I kind of felt mesh coming from her. So either she's wearing mesh and I'm just seeing that it's soft, but I can't explain the texture, it, but she wears this skirt that comes down to like mid knee. Um, so she's she's a very sculpted face. She's just very young, and you know, no wrinkles, no creases, no nothing. And do you see her as translucent, or do you see her just as you see me and Catherine? I see her. It's a bit of both. Like sometimes, like when I really focus on her, it's like translucent almost. But whenever, like, in the corner of my eye, it's like, you know, it's just like you and Catherine. It's it's just, you know, if I stare at her long enough, it's translucent. But it's, she's very beautiful. I've never met a spirit that beautiful before in my entire life. Now, you're seeing her with your physical eye or your mind's eye? Honestly, I've been thinking about that. 
uh, for quite some time because I, I can't really tell. I, I'll ask like some people like, hey, like, do you see her like at all? And they're just like, no, I don't see her at all. And then like, sometimes I'll see her, I'll see her move things around, but I don't, nobody else sees her like at all. Like it's, it's almost weird to me. I think it's my mind's eye, but I'm not completely sure. Seeing her with your physical eye, you would see her standing like in front of you. Like you could, like you see us right now. And in your mind's eye, it's more of an image that is in your head. It's in your mind. Um, see her physically. Yeah. Okay. Like an apparition. Yeah. This is going to sound so like weird to, to like y'all. Cause I don't know how to explain it. In my Nana's house, I was asleep and I dreamed of me being in Emmy's like body. Like she watched me sleep. Like I did the same movements, same sleeping movements. And then she walked away for, I, I don't know how this occurred, but she was talking to another lady that lived in, or that was, you know, kind of floating around in my Nana's house. She was talking to her for quite some bit, and then she came back, and I saw myself sit up and look at her, and then I just woke up, and I was just like, wow, that's crazy, and um, I guess she just wanted me to see, like, what she does while I'm, like, not around or whenever she she's not around, but sometimes it would just be, because I question every time, like, maybe I'm, you know, it's like bits and pieces of my mind's eye and a my physical eye you know my my roommate hunter he sits he sleeps in the living room and she will be sitting in the corner just listening to us just listening to us talk and it would just be you know watching memes or watching tv either one and she would I would hear her laugh and one time hunter did hear her kind of laugh or like giggle a little bit and he was a little terrified and he was because we didn't say anything like because it was loud and clear we were just I kind of sat there in silence because Hunter's atheist and doesn't believe in that kind of stuff well about like two seconds later like I was just like did you hear a giggle he goes yeah I just didn't want to mention it I was like okay that's crazy so ever since like we've been kind of communicating with uh Emmy through um smoke communication um so we'll tell her uh to either move it left move the smoke left or right for yes or no and um hunter asked her a bunch of questions just to know her and everything and she pointed it right or left or if she didn't know it would go straight so we kind of manifest her when she's gone for the longest she's gone for was three months I haven't seen her around lately I did hear some noises in the kitchen but it is full apparitions most of the time about 70 percent of the time so and then I'll have dreams of her kind of sitting on my bed doing nothing or um, I have animals in my room so I watched her play around with my guinea pig over in the corner and it was crazy. Like my guinea pig was interacting with her and it was, it was the best, you know, experience that I've had so far with Emmy was her playing with my guinea pig in the cage. It was, it was amazing. It was adorable. 
So you mentioned that you talked to her. Have you ever asked her questions about the afterlife? I chose not to um, because I I realized because most of the time, like I'll watch um, some, you know, um, videos on like, you know, you know, playing with Ouija boards or, you know, communicating with spirits. I have learned never to ask about the afterlife or if heaven is real or if hell is real. I have asked her like, is, do you see everything clearly? And she's like, everything's kind of blurry. Hmm. Um, she said that everything is kind of just, you know, kind of blurry and not really, everything's kind of distorted almost. But I never really asked her about the afterlife just in case I got something that was a little messed up. And because um, I don't want to know that. I've actually talked with a darker spirit other than Emily. I named him Nicholas. And I actually had the most traumatizing experience with Nicholas um, for months. He has never left my Nana's house at all. She actually, matter of fact, um, she had to move into my grandma, into my grandpa's house after he died um, because of Nicholas. Um, so I asked him about the afterlife and he told me that God isn't, um, God isn't real. And I stopped. I, I didn't, I didn't want to push it anymore. I stopped communicating. I told him goodbye, like usual. Cause when I communicate with spirits, you, when you communicate with spirits, you always have to say goodbye or it's just going to keep, you know, going and going. And, um, he never left me alone after that. So, and, you know, I kind of condemned him to the house, which I have had many people try to get him out of my house. Um, my Nana, in fact, got a priest over um, to her house and tried to get rid of Nicholas. And um, it never worked. It never, ever worked. This episode of the Real Hauntings, Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey y'all, it's Noah Daniels, and oh boy, I just got my box of Wild Grain bread and pasta. My whole family has been so excited to dive in. We started with a sourdough, and it was amazing. If you're looking to make Mother's Day brunch planning easier or just looking for a great gift for your mom, you've got to check out Wild Grain. Order before May 6th to get your box in time for Mother's Day. Wild Grain is is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. The next thing up for us to try is the biscuits with our breakfast. And you can now fully customize your wild grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. 
It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Can you tell us about some of the bad behavior from Nicholas in that house? So I, I don't know where to start. So I had been in my room for like all day and I was feeling a little nauseous and I wasn't feeling well. All of a sudden I had this snap of like irritation almost. And it was almost like I couldn't control what I was saying. And I wouldn't really call it you know, possession or anything, I would just call it, um, you know, just, he's trying to take control of me. And my Nana walked in to try and check on me while I was trying to take a nap. And, you know, I turned off my TV, all my lights, I shut the blinds, all the curtains and everything in my room. She comes in and she's just like, hey, are you feeling well? Do you want anything to eat? I didn't sound like myself when I spoke to her and I told her to, to fuck off and leave me alone. And if she comes back in here again, I don't want to explain the rest because it's a little graphic, but I told her if she, she ever came back again, it would just, it wouldn't end up all right for her. Um, later on that whole day, she did not talk to me. She went to sleep without saying goodnight to me. I was throwing up all evening, um, four hours straight. And I was kind of smelling like, I don't know. I didn't have the motivation to get out of bed. And I like, I remember the whole room just smelled like sweat, like, you know, like a locker room in a gym. Like it just smelled disgusting. She comes in the next morning and I'm, I'm kind of looking out my window, like crying and you know she's rubbing my back and I turn around I grab her arm I said don't fucking touch me and she just walked out she didn't talk to me again for the rest of the day um I didn't feel like myself and I knew from the start like okay he's taking control of me I need to do something about it um later on within that week like I didn't I felt just fine I didn't feel any nausea. I didn't throw up. I wasn't having massive headaches. I got my room to smell good again. <laughs> um, so I had this sudden like hit of pain in my lower back and I, I couldn't really get up and I, I kind of laid on the floor a little bit for like two and a half hours. And I kept like trying to get up, you know, back and forth, try to move it around a little bit. And um, I stayed there for two and a half hours trying to move around a little bit or like try to pop my back. And um, 
that pain was the worst pain that I've ever felt. So I laid back down for about 10, 15 minutes, um, a little bit more than 15 minutes now that I remember. And I see Nicholas come up, like I see his arm kind of like grab like near my hair and he dragged me all across, like around my room. And I was screaming, my Nana wasn't home. And um, after like 10 minutes of that happening, I, he finally just got bored and went away. When Nana got home, I told her about it and, you know, she's super Christian. She doesn't like that stuff in her house. She especially doesn't want to talk about it. But when I told her, she almost threw me out of the house from it because she thought that I brought it in, but I don't know where he came from, like at all. I really don't know where he came from. And you know, after moving out of my Nana's house and after she moved out of her house, I'm now in a brand new home where it's just good energy. Um, I keep hearing like bangs on my front door and Hunter is too. And it's just like one loud bang. And I didn't know if that was supposed to be like, you know, a warning or not. So what I did was, you know, I just kind of looked out the window. I didn't open the door. I didn't want to open the door and um, I looked out the window and I just see this dark figure kind of run the other way, like behind the house. And I, I didn't see it ever again, but Hunter keeps going to that door and opening it. And I told him like several times, I was like, don't open the door, please do not open the door if you hear that. And he keeps opening it because he can't see anything, but I haven't really noticed, like I'm having some nausea here and there, but it only go away. It will go away in like five minutes. And um, cause I, I don't want to say that he's following me around, but Emmy did say something about Nicholas the other night, kind of hinted it. And um, she was like, I just want to say that Nicholas is still around and I don't want you opening the door anymore. Gosh, yeah, that's more than a hint. Can you describe what Nicholas looks like? It's just a, I I don't want to like over exaggerate it just in case he's not that tall, but I'd say he's about eight or nine feet tall. Oh my gosh. It's, It's just black and like you can see like some hairs, but like it's very like, it's hard to notice like with the naked eye, like you would have to look away a little bit to see it a little bit. But when you look at him, it's just like, there's nothing there. Hmm. But I've seen him, you know, crawl on the ceiling. That's with my grandmother, uh, TikTok. He was actually the one crawling on my ceiling. Um, He's very um, huge, intimidating. I've never heard him spoke before. I've never heard him speak anything to me other than like growl or um, hiss at me, just make weird sounds, but I just don't hear him speak at all. It's just sounds coming from his mouth. And, um, you know, I see, I see some facial features like the contour of his face, but I can't really tell you like what his like whole, like his teeth, zone looks like I just know that like from it's kind of sucked in a little bit 
too much on the cheeks like it's really skinny and um his eyes his eyes is just like like an ombre like a gray to black um and they they don't really glow I I don't want to say like they glow or anything but when it's when it was nighttime like I would kind of see him peek over you know because I never had a door for my room I just had this little um foldable kind of like blockage for like you know medieval times with closets and everything so I had this foldable thing for a door and I would see him peek over a little bit and I would just see the eyes like plain and clear and they weren't really it was just like a bright gray but they weren't glowing I don't think I never really like wanted to look at them long enough to really notice if they were glowing or not but it's a very nice ombre kind of um it goes from like light gray to a black um very very nicely it's very clean but um yeah he's very tall um sometimes when he gets close to me I notice that it's like static on a television um but usually like when it's from afar he's just he's just a dark apparition he's just a dark figure Catherine what what is this dark presence that is really scary Okay, so I have a couple of thoughts here. Number one, I feel like with Emmy, it's very possible, very likely that she is coming to you because you are someone who has been through a lot of traumas, as we already discussed. Um, and it sounds like she's looking to cross over. The blurring that she's seeing, if if that's the way that she's seeing it, if that interpretation is correct, I would say that she is not crossed over and my understanding of the afterlife and maybe that is um just separate from like a christian perspective but my understanding is that it's totally okay to ask about the afterlife and it's it's not just be careful what you read on reddit is essentially what i would say um yeah but i would invite you to do a little googling check out some hay house books hay house publishing um dive into some more um valid content for sure that can be backed up and, and is well-researched, but also uh, Nicholas feels to me, we have this ability as people to manifest energy. And it sounds almost to me like a manifestation of your personal demons, so to speak, that you're seeing physically manifest in front of you. So the more healing and the more clearing of your own energy you do, the less encounters you'll have with someone like this. So when we're used to, um, when I work with people, when I work with um, other mediums, just coming into their mediumship gifts and their psychic gifts, we talk about protecting energy like you've talked about. Um, we also talk about only connecting from a state where you are confident in what you're able to do, or you're at least not afraid of what you could bring in. So if you have a lot of fear around this, and a lot of times it's because of different religious philosophies that we were raised with then you can create this space for lower vibrational beings to come in. And the D word, the demon is more of a um, human created concept. It's less, Mm -hmm. it's more of a lower vibrational, less developed kind of entity. If you can think of something that was never human, because it's not like advanced enough to be human in layman's terms. So it's more of like this earth creature kind of thing. Um, 
and it's kind of just kind of bumbling around trying to figure out its own existence. Is there mm-hmm. evil? Yeah, 100%. But I wouldn't personally put it in like a heaven or hell type thing. That's my perception. Nicholas, to me, feels like something that has been manifested out of our own experiences. And it almost sounds to me like um, Emmy is a spirit who has attached to you. Yes. But the time in which she found you, I feel like there was a lot of... Um, stressful energy in the home that you were in and that can create poltergeist activity which you could see with the doors and that sort of thing and you being a teenager just talking about that just being a teenage girl with a perfectly normal leave it to beaver family is going to Mm -hmm. still create enough energy to call in anything because we're crazy so for you to have that experience I would bet that it was more of a poltergeist energy that you were dealing with and I would also be willing to bet that Emmy is looking for her family and it, which you said, but I, I would, if I were you, I would encourage her to go to the other side to help her find them or to find someone who can help her do that. Because I think she's lost and to find that healing, to get that clarity, she needs to go to the other side. She needs to cross over. If that all makes sense. Oh yeah. It makes perfect sense. Wow. Wow. I don't know what to do. I just want to sit here and listen to more. Um, (laughs) You know, this reminds me really of like one of our old school episodes when we used to get more like really scary episodes. And Kat, I appreciate you coming on and and sharing this. It's there's a real yin and yang to both of the stories. I put stories in quotations. Really, it's more than just a story that you've shared with us if our audience would like to follow more and kind of explore more of your experiences where can they um, find you so I really just talk about my experiences on TikTok um, because you know most of my whenever I post it on like Snapchat or Instagram it's just like my friends are like wow you're a crazy bitch aren't you and like I, I don't like usually like some of my uh some of my friends are just like okay you know you got this uh little girl following me around I don't think I want you to come over right now just let me know when Emmy's gone I'm just like it, no matter how much I try to explain to them like Emmy is good it's just like whenever I say like oh Emmy's a little girl that just follows me around it's just like a little bit skittish for them to like you know invite me over to their house but I always bring Emmy over to my mom's house and Emmy seems pretty excited to go over to my mom's house. And, you know, my mom, she's just like, so uh, is Emmy with you? I'm just like, yeah, she's been sitting here this whole entire time. Every time I go over there and she's like, oh, well, how long is she staying for? And I'm just like, well, she's, she's just going to stay here till I leave. (laughs) But I usually just talk about my experiences on TikTok. Um, it's kind of just the start of it because I don't really talk about it. I, this is like my first time really talking about my experiences on social media um, because I didn't know how people were going to take it. And, you know, I just decided I was like, you know what, since it's spooky season and, you know, I think I'm confident enough to you know, tell people about, you know, the experiences that I've had, I might as well go on ahead and do it. And I wasn't expecting to blow up like that, like at all. I thought it was just going to be like, oh, people aren't really going to watch this because, you know, maybe, maybe they won't believe it. And 
I've had people be like, oh my God, that's really terrifying. Like, are you safe? You know, like do a story time. And it seems like people are so interested that like, I have to keep doing more. And I was going to do just one experience, which was how, um, how I was talking to my grandmother. And then it led to Emmy. And then it led to the figure crawling on my bed. And then, you know, it led to um, someone walking in the hallway, um, thinking that it was my Nana. Um, There's so many more experience that I experiences that I've had that like, I don't think I could like really explain in any better way than to say that it's terrifying but cool at the same time um i I think that's like a good slogan for our podcast too it's terrifying but cool at the same time exactly exactly Um, yeah and that tiktok that's gory shorty with an underscore there you go so so fans if you want to check cat out make sure you go to her tiktok and it's gory shorty underscore she's got some really scary original content on there um, that will also add some context to the stories that you've heard here or vice versa which i think is really interesting too man i'm just blown away this is a, a really interesting night you are always welcome back oh Your yeah friends. I, I would um, love to come back yeah real hauntings is a, a safe space for people to share their stories with the supernatural Catherine, did you have any more questions or comments for cat before we wrap up I don't. I think that, of course, and then I say something, but I just want to say that I think that you are a very connected person. And yes, obviously be careful, but try not to be afraid of it. Um, And if you feel at any point that it's overwhelming, always reach out for help, excuse me for help, but know that that kind of natural gift is very powerful and it's it's an incredible thing to have so don't waste it it's almost like a superpower and it's a really incredible thing to have definitely you can feel it with you so just embrace it and own it and no fear okay it was a pleasure to meet you really it It was was. a pleasure to meet you guys as well for real thank you so much and always you can always who am i talking to uh (laughs) real haunting fans you can always check out Catherine at the murder and medium show podcast but Catherine, you're doing some new um new stuff over there can you tell us about that yeah thank you so much i've started a segment on my podcast on murder and mediumship called coffee and conjurings and we're talking more about normalizing mediumship and psychic gifts and it's a very i feel ever since uh COVID hit that a lot of people are starting to explore their intuition. So I'm talking more about what that means to me and just what to look out for with different um, healers and mediums and all sorts of things that you run into that you find on TikTok that either give you fear or misinformation. And it's kind of about being spiritual and woo woo without being really like full all in deep I don't want to say crazy, but like, you don't have to believe in gnomes and fairies to come jam with me, but you can, if you want to. So it's a safe place for the spiritually minded to come be sarcastic, have a cup of coffee and just relax. So thank you so much for uh, plugging that as well. I appreciate that. Yeah. And if you feel like you don't get enough Noah in your life, uh, if you haven't heard enough of my voice, make sure you go over and check out Catherine's podcast. She was kind enough to invite me on as well. And we actually, I've already booked guests who heard me on your podcast. So I appreciate that you had Yay. me on. So it was really cool. And you can check um, Catherine out on her social media, Catherine.and.intuitive. 
She's always posting great stuff on there. I love following her on Instagram and TikTok. So with that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm Catherine. Greetings, adventurers. Today, we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.